Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. The world's just changed so radically, and we're all running to catch up. How can we possibly have the slightest idea of what to expect? With the best intentions. Some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. Dr. Malcolm, I have to share a few campfire stories with my uncle. You can convince the Washington Post and the Skeptical Inquirer of whatever you want. But I was there, I know what happened, and so do you. I, I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they didn't stop to think if they should. Hello, welcome to the November issue of Jurassic Minutes, where we discuss recent movie, toy, and franchise news for the Jurassic series. I'm Brad. Andy. And here we are, November. This year has absolutely flown, even though some of us have been locked down. I can't believe it's almost Thanksgiving already. <laughs> that was going to be a question to come up later, how far away Thanksgiving <laughs> is. Next week? Although, next week next is Thursday. it? Thursday. Okay. Yeah. I know. I've, I've started hearing Black Friday ads on TV, even though it's a, a more so an American thing, but uh, retailers here are jumping on the, the Black Friday um, bandwagon as well. So yeah, with uh, with Dominion being pushed back a year, there's news is probably going to dry up a little bit. Um, maybe something on Thanksgiving. We'll see. Colin's been pretty good to the fans over the last few years with dropping little tidbits, trailers, uh, teaser posters, that sort of stuff on Thanksgiving. So we'll wait a week and see what uh, happens for that. But um, in the meantime, we'll uh, we'll get on and discuss any news that there is, any pickups we've got, anything we've got coming in or got over Christmas and. Uh, and yeah, just uh, basically keep some of the show going, at least anyway, in the uh, in the quiet time. But uh, that'll get us to some recent toy and prop purchases. I haven't got anything, so Dave, you've uh, you've been getting a few things in. I have, yes. Finally, finally found Bumpy and the Alioramus in the wild, both of them at Target at the same time. I was oh, well. flabbergasted that they, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my, my target had been barren for weeks. And all of a sudden, I just had a hunch one night. And I, was, I was like, I think I'm going to go to Target after work. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just one of those out-of-the-blue feeling hunches that you get. And so I swung by Target after work, and lo and behold, they were both there. Paid off. Yeah. They also had the um, a bunch of the... Legacy pack with the the one with the Hammond, Ellie, the two Raptor, and the Banner. Mm-hmm. They had like four or five of those, and a couple of the um, Amber Collection Charlies. How much is that Legacy pack? Did you notice how much it was? Um, I think it was it was like thirty dollars, but I kind of really only wanted the Banner because I already have plenty of Raptors and Hammond. <laughs> But then I remembered I have a um, I have a uh, concept art I guess you kind of call it. It's like a um, it's basically a diagram that shows the dimensions of the of the original banner for the original movie, and I figured I could just print that out on something, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And then I found on Amazon. I didn't buy it, but I found on Amazon a 10-foot replica of the banner. And it was, like, only $24. 
dollars, and I'm like, add that to the list of things I <laughs> absolutely don't need, but I totally need. I'll be getting one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've seen uh, like on on eBay. There's been a few um, stores on there printing out different size banners. I don't know if they're canvas or just uh, photo prints or, or what what they go is. I haven't looked too much into it, but um, it is it is something I'd love to have. And ten foot would be a pretty good pretty good size to have above a display. Yeah, or I mean, like <clears throat> just kind of um, string it across the top of my walls walls here just over my uh closet or something over my collection mm, yep and then i also was able to track down for a really good price the jurassic world live show had a bunch of um exclusive plushies and unfortunately i did not go to the show when it came to chicago i think i was like working that entire week and i, I could not put aside any time to go see it unfortunately but i did find on ebay one of the uh genie the troodon plushies Mm -hmm. and i apologize if i butchered troodon because i'd (laughs) never ever figured out how to pronounce that one that was one of the few dinosaur names i could never pronounce but yeah i mean it's basically a life-size copy and the fact that genie the troodon was pretty much designed off of a reshaped compy maquette pretty much just adds to that fact. Mm-hmm. So yes, I finally got my life-size compy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, without the Chronicle baggage. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, I mean, it was... I mean, fair, fair uh, toys and museum ex- exhibit toys and stuff like that, they were always expensive anyway, so I was really, really lucky to finally find this at the price I did is only like $40, I think. Mm-hmm. And they were in free shipping. And the fact that the live show has pretty much been canceled because of COVID makes it even luckier because these things have gotten so rare since then. Yeah. And sadly, it's probably not going to be opening up anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, probably not. At least not this year. Yeah. Which makes you wonder, it might have a bit of merch still left that was getting produced for the show that they might have to sell off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this one, I this one was clearly from somebody who had bought it from the live show themselves. It came in like a little envelope and no tags or anything. But yeah. Hmm. Uh, I couldn't pull the trigger on uh, anything. I just got some gyrosphere key keychains <laughs> when I was there because, <laughs> um, yeah, they had the the Hasbro and Dominus there for uh, in our money a hundred dollars when it was in retail for fifty nine. So I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't justify yeah. their, 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 their upscaling price. And that was uh, <laughs> Jurassic World, the exhibit too, not the um, not the exhibit, uh, the show, yeah. Yeah. And on the way, I finally cracked and I just bought the all five issues of Fangoria that featured the original trilogy. There was two for Jurassic Park, two for The Lost World, and then one for Jurassic Park 3. I actually got like a really good deal on that. I think I spent like some fifty dollars for, for all of those. Nice. And yeah, I was it was they're pretty cheap on eBay. So I mean, if you want to just go ahead and browse, I'm not sure about shipping to you, but mm. I mean for for me, I mean like most of them came 
from around my area too, so it's not like it's not like I'm gonna have to wait for him from Japan or anything. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. International shipping at the moment's in 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 a slow process. Yeah, because uh, these were all like free shipping from like Tennessee and New York and stuff like that. Nice. Can't wait to see some photos. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's any kind of exclusive content in there. I know there was a some advertisements that I saw in there that looked interesting that I thought I might scan and share around like for the icons um they had the the egg and the claw the egg has unfortunately never been really kind of reproduced by anybody the claw has a lot mm-hmm. but yeah it was it's the icons was one of the the original kind of um prop replica company Back in like the '90s and early 2000s, they made replica Luke Skywalker lightsabers before anybody else was. It was kind of they were really kind of something special. Nice. And finally, I succumbed to the scalpers and bought a Postal Sukas for double retail oh. on Amazon. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. But I mean, I have. There is no sign that this guy is going to be in the states anytime soon and sadly i mean there i know people who had paid like even double of what i paid mm. for a eight dollar figure and yeah, i mean it's just i know you it's hard to justify it but at the same time i mean it was a figure that i really wanted and at the price i was i didn't think it was really going to be going any lower mm. Yeah, I'd do the same with me real fill the Mosasaur with um succumbing to eBay prices to get that. Just because again I I had no no uh thoughts it was actually gonna appear at retail here and I still haven't never seen it, so I know there's a lot of people jumping up and down at the moment about people throwing uh Playstation fives or Xboxes on uh on eBay and that Yeah. At work they were um mentioning how we're starting to ship out the five and the new Xbox this uh, week, actually, mm-hmm. from Amazon because I work at a distribution center. Yep. So, yeah, they're notifying everybody. Don't don't be double scanning anything because this is the big release. <laughs> don't want to disappoint people. Yeah, yeah. If as as bad as scalping is, if um, if you're after something and you know. Uh, not so much rare, but just availability and being able to get it. Sometimes you can justify the little bit of extra price. Some sometimes it's uh, a little bit way, a little bit beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something we've all done. We've all had to do it at times pay more for uh, for something we really want to get, and someone's making money off us. <laughs> mm-hmm. So a bit of a bit of a haul, bit of a haul there. For November, is there anything less apart from the Fangoria issues? Anything you're expecting for Christmas? Um, well, I did put the uh, 4K five movie pack, uh, the 24, or I'm sorry, the 25th anniversary pack on my wish list. So hopefully that will be in a stocking this year or something. <laughs> yeah, well, there's yeah, there's another thing because I'm sort of. I want to wait for Dominion to be included, so it's a six film, and mm-hmm. and maybe, just maybe, they include something new. 
been in it as well, but it's yeah, it'd be um. I mean, I feel the same way, and I know I'll end up buying the six-pack if they have, like, (laughs) new stuff. But at the same time, I mean, just for the meantime, you know, I mean, you can never have too many copies of these movies. Well, yeah, and that's that's, that's the other thing, too. When you're fans like us. Yeah, yep. Yep. And then, yeah, once once a six-one does come out in the six-pack, then that's going to take over the spot on the shelf, and you can, uh, you might be out on sale. The other ones, or just put them, put them in another room of the house. <laughs> Can you fly one of those? Maybe, as long as the sail's not torn. Well, let's take it. All right, uh, ready to get into a little bit of news. Sure. All right. Um, you've been posting up some photos on Facebook recently. Um, obviously, watching the uh, the, the, the thirty-five millimeter uh, open matte version of Jurassic Park, and. Um, spotting a lot of nice little differences and discoveries just outside that frame that we would have seen um, in the theatres. Oh, yeah, and I think we've discussed some of this before as well, but it's one of those things, I mean, it's the open mat, so it's, I mean, it's got all the little film pops, it's got all, it's got set reveals, you can see set lights, you can see the tops of, um, of, like, the builds that they made, you can see all the little fixes that they do to kind of like, um, like I, for example, on the, uh, on the tops of the four explorers, they, they taped, uh, like this kind of translucent, like film over the top of it so that it diffuses some of the sunlight coming into the top of it for the, it's better for the camera. Well, but it's like all those things that, what's that? I was just going to say any, anyone that's sort of, and it's a slight a minority that have actually built Ford Explorer replica vehicles, and that having that dome uh, fiberglass plexi bubble on the roof is a uh, is like a magnifying glass to the sun too, <laughs> just oh, di- I'm sure. <laughs> diffusing the heat on the actors and that and the um the light for being able to film inside the vehicles. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you see all the things that you weren't supposed to see in the final film: boom mics, everything like that. If, it's it's, it's uh, kind of a really neat experience, but I've actually been spurred to watch it after um, there's a page on Facebook. It's every Jurassic Park frame uh, in order, mm-hmm. and so this guy's posting up every single frame of the of the movie. He's at like he's just at the um, the the Lophosaurus attacking Nedry oh, now. Wow. And he's been posting these pictures up for like months. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and he's got apparently he's got plans to do the Lost World, Jurassic Park three, yeah, all the movies, and he hopes to um, to time it so that it goes right up to the release of um, of Dominion. He's got some work ahead of him then. <laughs> Is that yep. is that that's the open mat version that he's doing every frame or the 4K? No, he's doing the 4K version. Oh yeah. I've been downloading screen caps and then going back into my open mat copy and then comparing what he sh- what he is posting to the open mat version just to see what it lo- what the dif- how much of a difference it is, you know. Oh yeah, just expanding the photo expanding the um yeah what you actually see it's it's definitely not mm-hmm. for someone that uh, doesn't want the magic of the film taken away because there's some stuff in there that's 
it really it's, it's a doozy some of the stuff like yeah, yeah even even though i knew it from a while ago the uh walking up the, the stairs of the visitor center and being seeing the stage lights above it where i i was certain <laughs> they'd done that on location in Kauai. <laughs> and, and even the uh the helicopter too yes obviously it's yeah. not a real helicopter flying over the ocean but uh it really takes the magic away how that scene <laughs> Well, even like the helicopter entering the island, I mean, you imagine with the top of the island cut off, you imagine these mountains are so much taller, and I'm sure Spielberg intended that. But, I mean, you just watch the helicopter go in, and it's like a short little canyon that doesn't really, it's not really even much of a canyon. Hmm. So it's funny that, I mean, like you said, it does take away some of the magic, but for somebody who likes to watch movies and dissect them, it's something that's it's really special to see. Hmm. And but also the little bonus stuff in there. Like one photo you post up was in the control room and just monitors off screen that you didn't see in the original cut uh, or in the original frame anyway, showing different aspects of the island. Um, yeah. And and just either B-roll footage they had playing on those monitors or it's probably just a still image in the background, the Dilophosaur paddock and stuff like that. Various shots of the T-Rex paddock. Um, yeah. I mean, the, well, that's another thing. There's so much B-roll they made for this movie. And it's just, like you said, I'm not sure if they're static images or if they're just looped uh, film. And it's just, like, shots of the outside of the bunker, shot random shots of uh, the Brachiosaurus pen, a random overhead shot of some section of the um, tour, mm. of the main road of the tour road it's just random video stuff and it's really kind of neat to think that Spielberg not only had to film the movie but then he also had to film things to put into the movie and it just built that world up so much yeah I'll I'll, I'll happily have just the the camera looking down at the tour road the Trinosaur paddock as a screensaver just even if it's only a, a two minute um uh looping video and every every few seconds, a fly walks across the screen or something. Just <laughs> <laughs> that that's the sort of stuff we want released. <laughs> yeah, really. But speaking of screensavers, I did remember that I'm not sure if it was Universal officially came out with it, but somebody came out with a Android theme that's Jurassic Park. So I downloaded that. It was like I think two bucks or something like that on the Galaxy apps, and so. It's really cool, and and even cooler still is that the lock screen photo is is really really nice. The and I, I think it's been it's like must I imagine it had to have been from Universal because the clarity and everything of this photo is that it's just there's so much photos out, so many photos and so much material out there that we've never seen or we have and just have not seen in the quality that's actually available. Hmm. And it's just, I mean, it's incredible to think of how much we is not, they have not been seen publicly because like the lock screen is the photo of the T-Rex parents looking at the baby. We've seen that photo before. But you can tell through the clarity that it's just 
so much uh, higher resolution than anything we've seen that's been released publicly. And it's loaded with, um, it, like, it's got the Lo- Jurassic Park logo on the top, so it's loaded with, and uh, I think it's copyright emblem on the bottom. So it's just loaded with these, like, stickers that they, it's, it's like taking a the Mona Lisa and stickering a smiley face over the <laughs> over the face. <laughs> well, that'd have to. It wouldn't be just um, getting getting a high res photo offline. That'd have to go nearly go to the original negatives or something for that mark those marketing yeah. photos. Well, I mean, like stuff. I said, well, I'm sure they also have a photo or a file or something of all the old promotional uh, material somewhere in some somebody's office and they just dive in and um and they basically bring it up for reuse every now and then because i mean you can see that there's specific images that circulate commonly around the um around the various marketing and merchandising stuff that they do like for example Jurassic Park was recently on the collection, or on the cover of the Noble Collection catalog because they just came out with a Jurassic, an official Jurassic Park chess set. Mm-hmm. And I think that we forgot to put this on the news, but that's kind of a big deal because the Noble Collection, if they do have the Jurassic Park license, can basically do what Chronicle has been doing, but so much better, so much more securely. They've been doing. Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, they've been basically the forefront um, merchandising for statues and prop replicas for both Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings for decades now. And I've bought, I've given them so much money. I mean, if they have the license for Jurassic Park to do more statues, do more prop replicas, I don't think I'll ever have a bank account. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to have a look. I mean, they're a, a company I would trust to, to send my direct deposits to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll have to have a look at some of the they're, stuff they've been doing. It's not like Chronicle where they're going to just take your money and run. Mm. Yeah. No, you're right. We did uh, neglect to include that chess set. That looks fantastic. I, I haven't looked into um, pre-ordering anything yet. But but, um... but anyway, to um, get back to my main point, they, they're advertising this chess set on the cover of the Noble Collection catalog. And they have a picture of, it looks like they photoshopped a bunch of different sections of one of the the Lost World posters onto various parts of the top of it uh, underneath the Noble Collection logo. And so I imagine that these are filed assets that Universal possesses that they just hand out to merchandisers to kind of do do what they will to create um, advertisements for their for their merchandising, and so I imagine that if they do have such an uh, such a thing, which I would imagine they do, that they are in very very good resolution. Hmm. And the fact that that's never been released publicly is a sin. <laughs> oh, I can just. I can just imagine now you make the the sound like dogs and uh, the, like Nedry when the can springs open. Who else saw that's great when um when this stuff when we can get access like to this that, stuff. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool to compartmentalize. <laughs> you that's all that's great. But it's also good that they're focusing on the lost world for it as well. 
It's not. They're not going back and just doing the standard Jurassic Park or Jurassic World thing. As for the uh, as for the thirty five uh, millimeter version of Jurassic Park, uh, Kyle and Brody did a good job covering Jurassic Park one minute at a time. I don't see any need to go back and sort of do it ourselves, looking at one minute at a time. Um, we reference Jurassic Park all the time in the show, and if we had time to do a full episode to discuss the film, we we could. But uh, depending on where we are when Fallen Kingdom ends and the release of Dominion, I haven't looked that far ahead. We might uh, go back and just go through that 35 millimeter version five minutes or ten minutes at a time and just point out some of the the major differences some of the little things that uh might be interesting and just do it like a 10 episode yeah. run or something and anything we want out about Jurassic park that we haven't talked about before we can sort of talk about that at the same time true because Jurassic park is i mean we did the lost world but Jurassic park is just like that and that there's so many layers so much going on in both the foreground and the background to pay attention to mm. that it's just such a masterpiece of a film i'm still noticing things that i never realized about it before like i think the thing i mentioned with the uh, 35 millimeter here was i noticed that the raptor he attacks ellie in the shed there and uh jumps up on that mess of piping She's actually got her foot next to her head. I never realized that before. I thought it was her her hand. Mm. No, her hand is there, but her foot is over her hand next to her head. I just thought <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> well, especially for the scene, right? you got the scene, uh, Raptor pushes his head through the pipes and snarls at Ellie. Okay, animatronics department, we need a head, a head and shoulders and maybe one arm. Obviously, they had the the full size animatronics in that built. They must have just said, "Well, right, yeah, we got we got a leg here. We're going to use this leg as well, and we'll just prop it up." I, I know they could. Um, I know someone posted a photo link of a raptor in attack position with its leg up, and I know they can get their leg that high. But that that just makes my hips hurt <laughs> thinking about <laughs> lifting a leg that high. <laughs> same, same. Yeah, it just makes my kind of it just kind of like. Makes my joints hurt thinking about it. Yeah, especially when it's not like the claws aren't sitting on a pipe or anything to hold it, because the pipes run vertical, not horizontal. There, so it's mm-hmm. it's not really doing much. But yeah, no, it'd, it'd be like having your leg propped up. It'd be like you holding uh, jail bar uh, jail bars, and mm. then you put your f- foot next to your head while holding <laughs> those jailing bars. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I, in saying that, I have seen some action movies where some women in action have, have had their heel up that high holding someone's gun against the wall or something. I can't think of the film now, but I, I've seen it. So some of the species can do it. Oh, maybe. I know what it was. It was uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Anne Hathaway does that with um, Daggett. Oh, does she? She she takes her high heels and she just uh, hold, pins his hand against the wall with her leg. Oh, okay. I think I was thinking Rush Hour 2. I, I'm, I'm sure it happens a few times. <laughs> a lot of the... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it happens more than once. But yeah, now, now you mentioned Dark Knight Rises, that does definitely ring a bell. Yeah, the ability to do that, but the ability to do that in spandex as well is just um, unbelievable. Um and now my hip is hurting. <laughs> Just thinking about it. I don't like that. Dinosaurs can pick up scents from miles away. We're here to observe and document. 
not interact. Uh, which, by the way, is a scientific impossibility. The uh, Heisenberg uncertainty principle, whatever you study, you also change. Yeah. So, well, uh, you know, I'll risk it. I'm sick of scratching around in rock and bone and making assumptions and deductions about the nurturing habits of animals that have been dead for 65 million years. I'm sick of it, man. Filmin's wrapped on Dominion with uh, with all the starts and stops. It's um, it's been one of the longest productions in the franchise. We sort of discussed a few minutes ago um, just how long the production was. Apparently, it's been 18 months. I'm guessing that's not just filming because they've probably lost uh, five or six weeks in just shutdowns from COVID, uh, like people getting mm. tested or tested or people on set uh, getting it. Plus, there was a good shutdown when COVID. I was going to say, I don't think that actual production started until, like, February or March. I know there's still snow on the ground in Vancouver mm. when – or not Vancouver, but up in that northern territory where they were when they were filming certain parts of the opening. But as far as I know, it had, it did take that break, but it was only, like, like you said, only, like, five or six weeks. So I don't think it's actually 18 months. Doesn't sound right. I think they're they must be including pre-production into that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm I'm thinking as well. Yeah, so there's been a little. Colin was talking to Deadline about it. So the emotion of uh, wrapping up wrapping up filming and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I know I've seen it posted around a few times. The uh, the Rock Jurassic World logo that someone made. Just they um, put a heap of rocks together and that Jurassic World shaped logo mm-hmm. with Dominion under it. Um, because none of the uh, none of the posters we've seen have actually had Dominion, except for that one that was the sort of the old school Jurassic font with Dominion there. It wasn't the actual round Trenosaur logo that we we sort of know for the series. So maybe maybe we're still waiting for that uh, that official Jurassic World Dominion logo to come mm-hmm. out that's going to be on the posters, and not just that uh, that round amber uh, logo that we've seen previously. So yeah, now 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 filming's wrapped. They've got uh, got some time to start putting it all together, and Colin's sort of giving us the uh, the best product he can. Are you hearing this? Next up, we're gonna talk a little bit of a spoiler here. I, it's um the Sam Neil uh, interview that he had like. A lot of people already know what's uh, going on with that, but if you do not know, want to know what's uh, one specific species of dinosaur that's going to be in Dominion, probably uh, tune out for about five minutes. I don't, I don't think this is a, a major spoiler or a leak. It, Colin would have known or told him that, yep, yeah, it's okay to release the name of this animal. I mean, Sam Neill's been in the business long enough to know when it's not okay to reveal certain things. I don't think that this was unintentionally released you know mm, yep so that uh that should have given everyone enough time to skip if they don't want to know uh he had an interview <laughs> with uh where are we it doesn't say who the interview was this he had an interview with someone <laughs> he doesn't uh say what <laughs> uh, what who, who it was for but uh in interview, he said he's uh, just had the last five months working with dinosaurs, and it was really fun to do. We had a dinosaur called the Gigantosaurus. Apparently, it's the biggest dinosaur that's ever been discovered, and, you know, it could eat you in a second if the guy on the controls didn't like you. <laughs> so two two big bits there. Uh, one, Gigantosaurus is making its debut in the live-action Jurassic films. 
and secondly, mm. it sounds like there's some sort of animatronic that's being built for it as well. And I remember Giganotosaurus first being discovered, or not discovered, but revealed, I, I should say. And I remember James Gurney doing art for it, Louis V. Ray doing art for it, um, bunch of people. I, I, I still have a clip, newspaper clipping from when it was announced in the newspaper when it was discovered, in fact. So <laughs> it's kind of those things that is funny that I am now seeing dinosaurs in these movies that I remember being, I have newspaper clippings for when it was discovered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> but yeah, it's just exciting. It's not the biggest dinosaur, so just uh, fact check Samuel on that one. <laughs> but it was pretty comparable to size to the T-Rex, but I believe they are going to be upsizing it for this movie. That's what I've heard. So I also heard that it's not actually an animatronic, more of a static prop, like what they did with some of the other dinosaurs in the previous movies. But it's fully colored, so it's kind of like having an animatronic, I suppose. It's basically something for the actors to act against. Mm -hmm. And it's, I heard, comparable in size to the Spinosaurus. So to give you a sense of scale, <laughs> it's going to be big. Yeah, and that got some fans a little bit concerned um, whether or not uh, Rexy would would be anywhere near this animal as well and if we're going to get another fight <laughs> I, I remember uh, mentioning to you that it'd be fun it, well not funny but it'd be amusing in a trollish sort of way if the Giganotosaurus came out in the first uh, half hour of the movie and defeated Rexy in a 25 second fight like the Spinosaurus <laughs> did to the T-Rex in Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> and then we get this, the fandom fighting about it for the next 15 years. <laughs> yeah, yep. mm -hmm. <laughs> it'd be like one of those ironically funny kind of things. Yeah, well, they'd, it if they're going to scale it up to be similar size to the Spinosaur, I've seen some fight fans disappear, uh, disappear, disappointed if that's the case and that may mean the Spinosaur's not in Dominion. Get out of your heads! The Spinosaur won't be in Dominion, <laughs> but I, I can see because there are uh, a couple of times it seems like they're hinting Jurassic Park three, but in also um, ignoring its existence. I can just see now there's going to be a shot in the film where we hear a roar. Ellie says, "Is that the T Rex?" And Grant says, "No, it sounds bigger." <laughs> I, I can I can see that line being in it. Oh, Grant's yeah. gonna Grant's gonna tell someone <laughs> it sounds bigger than the T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Just and that that'll be a Jurassic Park free cameo nod Easter egg from Colin. Thank you. <laughs> um, there are so many better ways to than to Easter egg Jurassic Park three than agreed. Agreed. One of the worst. They might as well have um have Tia Leone show up with a megaphone yelling, "What's a bad idea?" <laughs> Don't. And then the Giganotosaurus roars. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get yeah. the line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this isn't the um, the first time 
well, obviously, first time on screen, but it's been involved in the franchise a little bit. It was in the uh, Jurassic World Evolution game um, mm-hmm. as one of the animals you could play there. It um, it was part of the early Indominus design with um, the then known the Malusaurus looking strikingly similar to what the what the um, I'm saying Gigantosaurus. That's not right, is it? Uh, it's Gigantosaurus, but Gigantosaurus. Don't worry. Sorry. Until I, I, I had, a, I literally had an epiphany one day, reading, seeing the word, actual word, and spelling it or pronouncing it out to myself, realizing I've been saying this wrong for like 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said before, the troodon. <laughs> until someone says it on 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 film, and let us know what it, what it actually is, the pronunciation is. But also. Um, the animal not being on InGen's list previously, so maybe a Biosyn um, creation. Uh, however, its DNA was used in the uh, in the creation of the Indominus, so it, it has had little bits and pieces here. New has a number of different answers, I suppose, to InGen's dinosaurs. For example, um, the rumored Therizinosaurus is supposed to be theirs. The rumored Pyroraptor is supposed to be theirs. Uh, there's basically a bunch of different dinosaurs that they kind of create to... Uh, if you if anybody remembers Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo takes a bunch of um, what they call starter Pokemon and, and he turns them into juiced-up clones. <laughs> and so I, I think it's basically going to be like that. It's gonna, we're going to be getting Biosyn giving us juiced-up uh, answers to engines, dinosaurs. Mm. Bigger, stronger, more teeth. More teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And they'll be going back and forth at each other. I, we've sort of discussed before about uh, what sort of role Rex is going to have in the final film. I, I don't think Universal has the cojones to kill her or Blue, being the big franchise uh, animals, even though they don't really show <laughs> show a lot of, of her, at least. We're going to be 30, 30 odd years. I was going to say, I'm not so sure about kill her, but I do know that, that or not know, but I do kind of imagine that at some point, universe, either in this movie or a uh, near future movie, if we ever get them, Rexy would probably be either expired or retired in some, some way. You know, I doubt, yeah. I mean, I doubt that they're going to show her be like killed by another dinosaur in a fight but they're i'd imagine they do some kind of like iron man thing with her you know she dies the hero <gasps> spoilers <laughs> Every, everyone's seen it the world's seen it <laughs> yeah yep um and lastly while we're talking about spoilers too um we had some photos that popped up uh towards the start of the month of uh, supposedly InGen, uh, bias and uh, Laboratory. Um, in the same area, I think, as that, uh, that dark forest that uh, we've seen Chris Pratt walk into in some of those uh, leak shots or production shots. So, yeah, it would appear so. This air quotes sanctuary <clears throat> that Biosyn have set up. Seems mm-hmm. like there's some shady stuff going on there as well. Well, the thing is, is I mean, it's kind of the picture, but it's also kind of the design of it. It's, it's so ominous. It's kind of covered by these trees and vines and 
got big pipes and, and a giant stack coming out of the center of them. So, I mean, it's very industrial looking. It's kind of generic evil villain lair kind of looking kind of thing. I know some people have suggested that it's on Isla Sorna because there's some pine trees nearby. <laughs> but again, I'm still not sold on the whole Sorna thing. So yeah, I still think it's wherever Vancouver is meant to be. Yeah, Some along kind with of Pacific that, Northwest or something, you know? Yeah, along with that forest we've seen here, Ben, busting the cabinet in earlier. Yeah. But speaking of which, I mean, that kind of... that I don't think we really talked heavily on that because it was more of a spoiler, but we do... Ha- I mean, that does almost kind of imagine or conjure the idea of possibly a quarantine zone, you know, where the... Um, Owen, Maisie, and Claire, now on the run from the law, are hiding out in this quarantine zone in the Pacific Northwest, trying to keep a low profile, living in this snow-covered shack and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how they um, how they have them actors going forward or characters going forward in the mm. film. Just which is sort of weird the way that uh, Fallen Kingdom ended where they're just driving driving up that coastal road <laughs> uh, into the <laughs> sunset. It's sort of... And an old um, station wagon, no less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I suppose they just come from Lockwood's Manor. Didn't Mills have some Ferraris or something in the garage? <laughs> Although I suppose you're not really keeping a low profile. <laughs> no. Yeah, because I think it was one I mean, of those you, old You can Jeep. hear that coming from half a mile away. Yeah, yeah. I think it was one of the old Jeep... Jeep station, four-wheel drive station wagon, similar to what we had in uh, the Lost World, but yeah, yeah, I just, I'm just looking forward to see how they're gonna put it all together. Um, yeah, same. Yeah. But that's always kind of the fun thing about following a film production, because as I've said many times on here, movies aren't filmed in or in chronological order, so it's kind of interesting because you see all these thing, you see all these flashes out of out of sequence and you're not really sure how they fit together until you see the final movie mm. yeah yeah and it's it's a lot of people uh, you're getting spoiled on the movie you're seeing plot leaks set leaks all that sort of stuff but it's um it adds to the journey to the film you can see what's going on behind the scenes how they put scenes together and that then in the end be able to experience it all when you do finally go into the cinemas or uh download it on a streaming service because we don't know how we're going to see this film yet um, <laughs> going forward and just yeah see what the I final mean, picture is yeah I mean uh, Wonder Woman 1984 I guess is coming out on um, streaming I think in December so I guess I guess Universal or uh, Warner Brothers is not going to wait on that one yeah I've seen that, that news this morning yeah they're releasing it Christmas Day on um yeah. onto HBO Max and hope the uh the, the billion dollars they would have made if it was in the cinemas um comes in from new subscribers to their service which yeah Para- Universal has done a deal with uh AMC I think it is to uh I can't remember the the specifics but it's um I think if the film they're guaranteed the film for two weeks, and if it doesn't make $50 million, then Universal's going to pull it and stream it. Um, if it does make $50 million, then it can stay in the cinema for another another 49 days or something before it'll go to streaming service. So they're sort of... They're putting the... Um, 
going to put the films out. I think the biggest one that's going to sort of see how all this is going to go is when they finally release the uh, the next Fast and the Furious movie. That's um, that's Universal's biggest cash cow apart from Jurassic at the moment. So, yeah. and it's already been delayed a year and a half <laughs> from coming out. So, yeah. Dennis, the headlights. Yeah, I'll debug the tour program when they get back. Okay. Okay. It'll eat a lot of compute cycles. We'll lose part of the system for a while. You know, there's a finite amount of memory. You can't use it for everything. We're going to compile for half an hour. Go ahead. All of you. We're approaching the Tyrannosaur paddock. Going into some of our own production notes before we end out, uh, if all goes well, we're going to hopefully have uh, the minutes, uh, the Jurassic World minutes keep going each week, leading through the Christmas break. All of you that follow us on social media would have seen... I've been posting up some images from Gangland. I've got the film, been able to go through it, featuring our favourite operations building from the Lost World, and the next minutes will be a full breakdown of uh, that film's use in the Lost, uh, as the Lost World set, and um, I'm going to have a bit of a comprehensive look back at the Worker Village set post-96, um, Gangland, the Sliders, and then the, uh, the Backlot Tram Tour. I've been going through... I reckon I've seen over 100 family videos from Universal, anywhere from 94 up to probably 2002 or something, just uh, looking for any any little glimpses of the Worker Village set for, in that time time period, and uh, I think I've got a pretty good um, map now of uh, the process, the the the, put, the tear down of the village, and then the the redress into Jurassic uh, Jurassic Park Three, so. I'll um, get all that together, and um, when we come back for the December minutes at the end of December, we'll do a deep dive into it, much like we did with the sliders, the sliders uh, episode. Mm-hmm. If anyone did visit during that time and didn't have their video, the footage on YouTube, um, get in touch with us because I'd love to have a look. It's just interesting, interesting to see how much Universal's changed over the years. There was one more thing that I did want to bring up, and I almost forgot about this. It's not Jurassic related, but then again, it sort of is. It's um, something that was just actually revealed this, earlier this week was a dueling dinosaurs fossil. If anybody's not familiar with, this is something that they discovered, I think, 14 years ago. It was in Montana, I believe. It was partly acquired and it's been now going to be up for display in the North Carolina, in a North Carolina museum. It is a 100% complete T-Rex and Triceratops locked in combat where they died 67 million years ago together fighting. It's going to be in Rayleigh, North Carolina at the Museum of Natural Sciences. And this is an absolute, this is probably the most significant find of my lifetime just because they, it's not only, it's the first time we've had a 100% complete T-Rex or Triceratops locked in, they're locked in dual. There's remnants of their skin and uh, fossilized on the, um, on the find. And there's still like bite marks still on the skeleton. It's, it's an incredible find. I mean, this is like once in a century kind of find. And the best thing is it's out for people to see and not just locked away in some collectors or or down the bottom of a, um, mm-hmm. a museum storeroom until they finally have the time to work on it. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So, that, I mean, this is honestly, I mean, as much as I hate to admit it, probably more significant 
than suit. Mm. Even more significant is that the T-Rex seems to be young. It's not fully grown yet, which is even more incredible because this gives us an even greater glimpse into the life cycle of the um, Tyrannosaurus. Don't say it's a sub-adult. <laughs> Everyone was like, well, that's why it lost. No, it's a juvenile. <laughs> well, they both kind of lost. I mean, they're both here fossilized. In the, in the pose they died in 67 million years ago. That's amazing. I do, I do remember now seeing someone posting that up on Facebook. I'll have to go and have a, have a look mm-hmm. into it. Hopefully they um, they get some nice high-res photos done for those of us that uh, we will never be able to see it in person. Good little tangent. I've got another little one. Well, we might pad this show out a little bit just because it's the, uh, the minutes episode. Um, <laughs> yesterday I was uh, flipping through the channels and Mighty Joe Young was on TV, which is a mid-90s film featuring a large gorilla that isn't King Kong. <laughs> I love that movie. Well, I, I'd, I'd never seen it before. I knew I knew they filmed um, some of the stuff at um, Hawaii and Galamas Valley, of course, at uh, Kalua Ranch. Looking at all that sort of stuff in the film, yep, they definitely filmed there and it's all good. But I... I thought it was 95, 96 when that came out. I just checked IMDb now, it was 98, so it came out post the Lost World, but there are a lot of Lost World vibes when he gets to LA and is running rampage around the streets. There's even, I swear it's that same blockbuster corner where the Tyrannosaur's chewing on the streetlight. Some of that, some of that <laughs> same, it just looks like the same street, the same, take the T-Rex out and you've got the monkey and people are still screaming, driving cars into, into each other and, <laughs> Which is probably why I like the movie so much yeah, as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it also sort of because the whole time um, you've got the big game hunter in there, much like oh, sort of like Roland in the Lost World, but Roland bows out when we go to San Diego, where he, this sort of shows us what it may have been like if Roland was still trying to hunt that T Rex and chasing it through the streets at the same time. <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Isn't it? Not a bad little film. I might have to get it on DVD, on Blu-ray or DVD, get a copy of it. <laughs> but that that finally has been the November issue of Jurassic Minutes. David, we'll get out of here for the month and we're back in December for the Christmas episode. All right. Sounds good. <laughs>